She's in love with herself. She loves a duck. My name is Darian. I am back for another week of horror bullshit coming at your face holes. I'm not alone this week. Jason Harrell's in the house. Hi! What's going on, my man? Oh, happy to be back in action. Happy to be back from the dead. Glad to have you, man. It was getting lonely up in here. Good to be here. So, did you get the stomach thing <clears throat> that everybody, that's been going around? No, I, I think I had a cold. That's it? That's Summer it. cold. Yeah. Summer colds are worse than regular colds. Yeah, and I had it like the week prior, but it seemed to go away after like... A day or two. Nice. And then just completely resurfaced. So, what'd you, what'd you get? The sore throat? The coughing? Sore throat. Still kind of fading away on that. Yeah. Um, coughing, hacking, uh, achy head fever so I can rest medicine. Okay. Oh, it's commercial. You take your COVID test? Because I guess there's a new COVID flying around. No. Okay, no, you're not even going to bother? No. <laughs> I bother anymore. Yeah. It's going to come, it's going to go. Just assume you have it and go on about your business. That's all you can do, really. That's what I say. Right on, man. Well, I missed you last week. Missed you more. Uh, what uh, what what else did we miss? Anything fun? Nothing fun whatsoever. Been nope. laying around the house, catching up on a few movies, watching nice. watching some stuff you had uh, uh, referred me to. Recommended. And, yeah. Nice. So um, that's pretty much it. Just Very cool. going through life. I've got a health update on Doctor Dale. Doctor Dale. He got to keep most of his foot. Is the good news? He did. They did amputate the big toe, and I think like up to the like down to the knuckle on the middle toe, whichever whatever you call that toe. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got lucky there. Just got out of the hospital last night. The son of a bitch. He texts me at like eleven thirty at night. Uh, you want to come get me? I love that your phone actually speaks. It does. Yeah. With his, it, the text to voice is amazing nowadays. That's, that's the sound my phone makes whenever Dale calls. So, uh, 11.30 at night. I don't, of course, I'm out. Like he didn't call light. for a tow truck, huh? No. No, dumb bum. <laughs> no he, uh, he got, I was out like a light. I go to bed at like 9.15, man. Yeah. So, what am I... I wake up this morning at like 5 to start getting ready for work. I'm like, oh, you okay? No reply. So I'm thinking he's laying in the gutter with a foot off. And then not till about 1 o'clock this afternoon, he texts me back. Take my toe off. Have you seen my stapler? I'm going to try and eat better from now on. So he's alive, ladies and gentlemen. Good. And, uh, I think he's going to be able to... You can walk without a big toe, right? Sure. I mean, it's just a big toe. 
you can people. I'm sure other people have lost a big toe. Got plenty to spare, and have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make fun of him. I'm not. I'm going to make sure that he shows more. My, so you mean? Of course. Well, of course. But I'm going to make sure that he shows my kids his amputated toe stump as like a cautionary tale. Yeah. You know what? Too many uh, jumbo jacks. This can happen yeah, to you. Yeah, this is your brain on drugs. This is, this your, is your toe on jumbo jacks. <laughs> Too many donuts, man. All right, well, we got a regular horror show to get into here, Jason. We got uh, horror news, listener mail, the whole shebang coming at us here in Evil Dead Month in the padded room. Let's start things off with a little horror news. horror news yes sir you got anything my man only thing i got physical media update two of the most exciting bits of information for nerds like me okay the lost boys and fright night coming to 4k which is gonna be fabulous updated versions of those nicer picture better blacks you know being able to see it a little bit better with the 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 blacks and the darks uh it's going to be so much better the um the fright night actually comes with um a documentary called um you're You're so So cool Cool brewster Brewster. yeah which i didn't never i didn't even know that was a documentary so now Ah. so i went on like a hunt for that sure um but now i found out that it's included so i'll just wait to pick that up and get nice Yeah. Um, Did you see it? I have not seen it. I remember <clears throat> it hitting Kickstarter like uh, yeah. five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought I should probably, but then I never did. Yeah. So there's that. Um, that's cool. It's going to be included. Yeah. Uh, now, recently, you expunged the um, the virtues of the Fright Night remake, my friend. <laughs> now, Fright Night remake versus original. Original, right? You got to go original. I Two would, completely different. I cannot moods. get into that that remake. I am sorry. Really, I don't like a brooding Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> I understand Colin Farrell looks great with it in a wife beater and all yeah. that. I can't. I can't get it, into it. You know, I I almost see it as two completely different things. I I, I, I don't even compare. I can't even compare the two. Okay, they're so completely different. Other than names. Like, they're just so vastly different. Like, uh, I mean, Peter Vincent is not Peter no, Vincent. No, not uh, Jerry is not Jerry. No. Um, Brewster, he's not. Even, even Ed, yeah. you know, completely different. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just see it as two completely different things. And I would, I have a very specific mood for the original and a very specific mood for the remake. Okay, fair enough. Uh, one thing that is damn near impossible to find is any kind of a physical copy of the original Fright Night 2. Yeah, I found that new Fright Night 2. Yeah, the weird uh, castle in Romania thing. I don't even know. It's got like a, I think like a chick kind yeah. of face on the yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a female vampire. I'm like, wow, is this Fright Night 2? It was not Fright Night it's 2. It's not. It I mean, it was, but it. it wasn't. It's like a sequel to the remake, but in a weird way. Yeah. What I want is the one where Brian Thompson eat eats insects right and i think i kind of swore grace jones was in there she was in vamp vamp is what i'm thinking of yeah that's another fucking nutsack <laughs> nutsack vampire movie yeah. from the 80s I re- i've only seen it once in my life saw it i don't know shortly after in childhood when it hit vhs yeah i do not remember that being good it's it's not um, well i mean 
It depends on how much credit you're going to give it for nostalgia. Yeah. It's got, uh, what's his name? Richard Rustler. You don't know the name. Can't place this guy. if I showed you a picture of him, you'd be hey, like, hey, that guy. Hey, that guy. Uh, Richard Rustler. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grady. Uh, Weird Science. One of the bully, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s best friend, oh, okay. uh, the weird bully guy. Okay. He was in every third 80s teen horror kind of weird movie okay. situation. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's really awesome. Him and his knucklehead friend went to a strip club, and it was nothing but vampires. And I've never been able to take Grace Jones as like a sex symbol. She just never did it for me. I don't understand that either. You know what I mean? She was married to Dolph Lundgren for eons, and they should—they have had some amazing-looking children. Really, two of them. Oh yeah, I didn't know they were ever married. Oh yeah, they look. Their kids look like giant statues, (laughs) just Nordic African goddamn gods. But um, yeah, I don't know because she shows up ever since uh, what was it, Boomerang. Mm-hmm. With Eddie Murphy, where yeah. she like gives birth to a bottle of perfume or something. I don't remember. Oh yeah, it was like a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she like screams <laughs> and shoots a bottle of perfume. I remember out of now. Pooch. It was That's a great. Whole thing. I can't. I I uh, or Conan was Conan the Destroyer. I think where she was like a weird. Um, Amazonian barbarian type yeah, world. yeah yeah but she just had those crazy eyes and the teeth yeah and uh I don't know man some people find her hot she started off as a model so there's that yeah I could never get it me neither yeah me neither she's frightening and intimidating to me she is and I feel like if I were to engage her in some kind of a romantic situation she'd bite you she and would, la- I la- would launch a perfume at she you she would put me in like a <laughs> MMA kind of a thing and that would be it all right, well, enough about that shit, man. Uh, Train to Busan. Yes. You've seen it? I have. You love it? I do. Did you cry at the end? Don't, no. Don't lie to me. I did not. Don't you lie to I me. I didn't. I could have cried at uh, Peninsula at how bad of a oh. sequel that was. Oh, the drop-off. Uh, Americanization coming at us. Oh, boy. It's going to be called Last Train to New York. It has gotten an April 2023 theatrical release date. When they get there. I hope Snake Plissken is waiting. I hope so, too, because he ain't taking any shit from any goddamn zombies. Um, I can think of one example in which the Americanization was better than the original. The rest have been, to my recollection, complete crap. Okay. Can you think of any? Uh, I prefer Ring. That was my one example. Oh. Ring over Ringu. Yeah. But I feel like a lot was lost in translation. Martyrs sucked a bag of dicks. Oh, boy. Um, what else you got? Uh, the various, uh, oh, the grudge. Uh, well, I mean. That grudge wasn't. The grudge wasn't bad, but when you watch the original grudge, it's it's better. It is better. Um, what was that other one? Um, <clears throat> Cairo. What? Or Pulse with, uh, what's her name? Kristen Bell. Hmm, don't think I've seen it. Uh, killer cell phones is what it boils down to. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really bad. Well, I mean, it it was okay. Wasn't there a remake of? There was like that foreign flick where uh, the old hag is like trying to steal the chick's baby. Uh, the witch? No, no, no. It's oh, inside. Yeah, wasn't there a remake of that? I 
think that so. was lackluster. I think so. I don't re- if if I do if there was, I have no recollection of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I say I say let's stick with Train to Busan on this one. I'll probably check it out just to fucking give me something to complain about. Here's something you're going to be excited for. All right. Are you ready for this? I am. Men. <laughs> you <laughs> got me already. It's Blu-ray in August. Nice. Are you ready for that? Are you going to buy it? No. Don't do it, man. I know you wanted to like that movie. I did. Very much so. Um, and there's a lot of it I do like. And okay. I had actually considered it. Okay. Are you going to make the purchase? I don't. I'm don't. definitely going to rewatch it. Okay. Um. Oh, I did forget uh, 4K Evil Dead 20, was it 2013. 2013? Yeah, okay. coming out. Nice. Um, uh, I won't go for an immediate purchase, but I'm definitely going to rewatch Men, and then I'll decide. That ending is so goofy. Fucking dumb. It's uh, fucking dumb. But man, men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is so much about that movie I liked up until that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part, man. Once once uh, that whole cycle at the end starts. Yeah. I remember, like, by, by our third round mm-hmm. of that, I was looking up and down the aisles of the theater, <laughs> and we're all just shrugging our shoulders looking at you. I don't know. You yeah. tell me. Ridiculous, man. Uh, Finn Wolfhard, you know the name? I do. You know the face? He oh, is writing gosh. and directing his own horror comedy. Oh, boy. What do you think? Hey, why not? He's got the pedigree. I'm sure he would do better than us. He's got something. It's going to be... I'm going to tell me about it. It's going to be called Hell of a Summer. All right. No information as yet. There's that. Uh, the Black Phone. You've mm-hmm. seen it? Yes. So I figured out where I know The Black Phone from. Commercials. No. Well, where? that too, but no. Did you read the... I read the Joe Hill I forgot novel. to ask you last, last time I was here if you read it. I did. Okay. And that's where I fucking computed it, and it came out. There oh, it is. Uh, Black Balloons, kid, Ghost Kids Talking on the Phone. Uh, it hits on demand this Friday. Oh, cool. What did you think? You went and saw it in the theater, did you? Yeah. What did yeah. you think? We, um, we really liked it. You liked it? Very Sarah good. loved it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I didn't think there was a – so they call him the grabber. Um, I didn't really think there was enough of him. Um. But all in all, yeah, great movie. Nice. Well, really, really good. Right on. Salem's Lot remake. You ready for that? I'll take that. It's been moved back from September 22 to April 23. Okay. Uh, release date. Um, you know, honest, I don't even know if I've ever seen the original. I got it, if you want it. I don't think I've ever seen uh, there's it. There's an original and then there's a remake with Rob Lowe, which is... Oh, <laughs> woo. It's... it's, it's, it's I don't understand the Stephen King made-for-TV television extravaganzas. Stephen King's work is hard. You know what I mean? It's a difficult. There's a lot of things in there that um, you don't want to think about, but he puts them in there just to punch you in the face. And when I get the, the making them into movies. I don't get making them into movies to be played on ABC at 8 o'clock at night yeah. on a Tuesday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Stand wasn't bad. Uh, Mick Garris, the first part, wasn't bad. Um, it, The original It was pretty good when it was 1992 and we didn't have anything else to go on. Um, Salem's Lot, same thing. You know what I mean? Another uh, four-hour miniseries extravaganza with like the original Stephen King work watered down to a point where 
it really boils down to a vampire buying a curio shop. By and large, <clears throat> Stephen King adaptations to movies, TV or theatrical, good or bad? I feel the same way about... That, see, that's a tough one, man, because you've got such a wide spectrum there. You've got things like The Shining, sure, which I know you'll argue with me about, and that's fine. But a lot of people will argue that that is close to a perfect film. On the other hand, you have things like The Lawnmower Man, which don't make a fucking lick of sense. You have things like Children of the Corn. Well, I mean, yeah, but um, The Shining, I mean, that was... Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was. Boy, that was his, huh? Yeah. Forgot all about that. <laughs> I'll be damned. It shows you how detached I am for uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, I can tell you right now. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better Yeah, but way. then you've got, what, uh, great, is it Graveyard Shift or Night Shift? Graveyard Shift? Graveyard Shift with the rats. Uh, pretty terrible. Yeah. Sleepwalkers, not great. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, man. But then you've got some really solid adaptations like Green Mile and Shawshank. Green Mile. See, then Stand by me. Drama. Yeah, one might argue mm-hmm. that his dramas are better than his horror, mm-hmm. as far as uh, movie adaptations. Right. Um, I think you're good as long as you stay away from the the made for TV crap. Yeah. And then you got weird kind of like spinoff situations, like the Children of the Corn Bukaki of sequels. Believe it or not, there is some good movies in there. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, you have things like Rose Red. Which mm-hmm. I thought was actually a pretty good show. Didn't see it. It's not too. It's not too shabby if you have got nine hours to kill. <laughs> if you don't mind punching out. I for do work. not. <laughs> all right, my man. That's all we got on the horror news. How all about right. some listener mail? Listener mail. Yes, sir. We got emails, voicemails, the whole goddamn thing, Jason. Let's start things off with... uh, Let's get over to Sydney, Australia with our main man, Tim. Tim! Uh, Subject line, Deadites Rule. It's... it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Hey, guys. How is everyone this week? Happy and healthy, I hope. Terra Dome, I'm taking the mutant cannibals because rabbits are dumb. Uh, I, I, uh, I probably got to agree with you on that there, Tim. Jason, who do you think would win in a fight between mutant cannibals, i.e., the hills have eyes, versus a herd of giant rabbits? Can I go with uh, mutant cannibals? Yes, sir. Can't go with bunnies for that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that kind of fits into the tomato branch of the Terra Dome, which... People want it, so I have to put it in there, and um, there it is. Who are you to disappoint the people? Exactly right. Since it's Evil Dead Month here in the padded room, I must bring something forth to you that I just watched. I've been watching the Creep Show series on Shudder, and episode one of season two is a Evil Dead tribute episode that's fucking awesome. The segment is called Public Television of the Dead. It's definitely worth a watch and look closely at all the horror Easter eggs in the background. That's it for me. Love you all. Tim. Love you too, Tim. Thanks for writing in, big guy. Smooches. Let's get out to the open road. Here comes Freddy. Subject line, dinner time. Hey, folks. So to answer your question, I have the four movies in my rig, and I want to get the series. 
Tara, don't vote. I'm debating between an between being an asshole or not. I think I'll not this week and vote for the cannibals. Educate. I feel I should know this movie, but I can't place it right now. There's always future opportunities to be an asshole. You can be. An That's a- the beautiful thing about being an asshole. Be an asshole anytime you want, my friend. Time for me to get some rest for the night. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddie. Thanks for writing in, Freddie. You're a genius and a scholar and a uh, wonderful human being, from what I'm told. Uh, let's get over to jolly old England. Here comes the horror slut. Cat is in the house. Subject line, bunnies. Shit. I knew I knew there was going to be one. <laughs> Evening, gent. Possibly gents. I do hope you have had a wonderful week. Give me the giant rabbits for Terror Dome. I think they will be as entertaining to hear when as the tomato was. Back to my shift tonight. Hope you all have a healthy and safe week. Cat. Well, it's not looking good, Cat. And to be honest with you, I was not looking forward to writing about rabbits. So, Did you ever know a kid's story called Bunnicula? It sounds About familiar. a vampire bunny? I believe so. He, right. he would bite carrots. I don't recall. Right? I, don't I, rec- I only remember the name. As I remember. Uh, that sounds very familiar to me. Or maybe well, I'm thinking next of, uh, singles. I want Bunnicula in there, damn it. Versus Duckula. Oh, yeah. Remember Count Duckula? Count Duckula. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Subject line, I'm an asshole. Ha ha. Yeah, at least you know it. Eating padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Or maybe Darian finally put googly eyes on the houseplants. Best wishes for Dale and his health. Health, As with Monica and her family and Buddy's mom, I hope things get better for them all. Darian, I might have to see about borrowing those Warhammer books. I've read the first eight, so I think, so far, I think I grew up with Warhammer 40K. I do get excited when you mention it. I do still have a chaplain figurine that I need to get around to painting, but that's currently my player piece when playing any board games with the kids. Chaplain trumps the card Monopoly. Ha ha. Jason, let me tell you about this, man. (laughs) Let me tell you something. So... Warhammer 40,000 is my doofus jam. Yes. Guys, I've <clears throat> stated many times. There is a whole fucking horizon of lore behind this game that just dates back eons. And you are a lore whore. I am a lore whore. So what I am attempting to do, there's like a, an event that takes place in the universe, and it basically ripples up until... What would be present day in the universe where everything takes place and you're playing the board game. Um, The distance between that event and where we are today is about 10 millennia. All right. And that covers about 60 paperbacks. That's about how long this conversation's lasting. (laughs) I'm just getting warmed up, (laughs) you motherfucker. And then when the sun rose, I was seven years old. (laughs) Uh, 58 books at last count is oh, how many... good night. ...is how many paperback novels were written in a continuous timeline between, I believe, uh, roughly 30 different authors, uh, and I am on book nine of this. It Why? takes me about a week to get through 58 pages. Well, I, I, I'm not reading. I'm doing the audible thing. No, oh, okay. So, <clears throat> there's that. I did that once. I'll never do that again. Um... Uh, it, it's good for killing time at work. I will say that. This was with a four-hour commute. Yeah. And still, I'm like, I cannot suffer through this. This is terrible. <laughs> but I finished. 
Yeah, well, good man. You did it. That was not Warhammer. That was Atlas Shrugged. Oh, well, see, there's your problem. No, that's got a good point. <laughs> and Rand, sure. Yeah. It's just dry information, though. Oh, man. yeah. You need, like, some rape. No, okay. okay. <laughs> That'll keep you going. Noted. Oh, put his butt in the thing. Okay, see, now you're interested. Now <laughs> well, you're I'll in- try to find four hours of snuff film next time. <laughs> give you my audible password <laughs> there's probably about 80 hours of snuff <laughs> uh educate i should know this i'm sure but i'm heads keeping i don't know head keeps going to quicksilver highway with christopher lloyd i don't think that's who you are though and it's been a while since i've watched that movie no i am not quicksilver highway Terra Dome. Now I know the Cannibals probably should win, but I'm feeling like the votes this match are going to go for the fun of what can we make Darian cuss us, cuss us out about. So with that logic, I'm voting for the Rabbits because I'm an asshole. Thank you, and you're welcome. Haha. Well, at least you admit it, Cowboy. I mean, there's a lot to be said for a guy who knows he's an asshole. Caught a few movies. The Stairs. The Stairs. I liked it and really enjoyed the lore with the random staircases that people find in the forest, which possess, poses a question to everyone. If you find a random staircase in the woods, are you climbing it? Yeah, I'm going to climb it. I have to. I'm sorry. Uh, House on Willow Street. Nothing amazing, but I had fun watching it. I really enjoyed the House on Willow Street. Do you remember that? No. Okay. But I'm backing up. Okay. What if the staircase leads down? Still going? Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely braver man than me i have to house on willow street yeah i'll check that out um uh, i've got it on the uh, coffin shelf right behind you if you haven't seen it yet you're welcome to check it take it home with you uh and did catch the rental really liked it you did bring up that this month's movies make you want to go to a cabin in the woods i'm always down for that just to get away from people Bonus if you find some spooky shit. Well, back to the grind. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip. Cowboy. Oh, he sent me a screenshot of a bunch of tweets. I'm going to say Candyman five times while my homie says Beetlejuice three times. And we going to make him fight. WWE announcer. And here comes Bloody Mary with a steel chair. Okay. Good times, Cowboy. Thanks for writing in, big guy. Uh, we got some voicemails here. <clears throat> and I got to make sure to check the junk mail this week because I got cussed out by Crack House Matt. Oh. Yeah, apparently he wrote in and I have uh, completely ignored him Well, for a couple of months now. I mean, you have been using the delete all function on I the spam love, folder. I love that. Is that not the best thing that was ever invented? Delete everything. Fuck all this shit. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, the main man from Alabama coming our way. Alan of the Cha-Cha. Alan. Padded room, what's up? What's Hope up, everybody's Alan? doing good. What's up, big dog? Terror Dome, give me the mutant cannibals. Mr. Darian, are you Sam was here? Sam was and here, baby! About the Evil Dead 2. All right. He's backing up. Question about the Evil Dead 2. Yes, sir. Do you think it is a sequel to Evil Dead 1? It is. A remake with a bigger budget or uh, like a requel? What is your thoughts on that? I, um, I can watch it, and it's a lot of similarities to part one. And You're I just correct. wonder sometimes, you know, we got a bigger budget, so we did a requel, or did they do a remake, or is it a direct sequel? Love to hear your thoughts on it. Have a good one, man. Bye. You too, Alan. 
I can break the whole thing down, and, and I will do that for you in just a few moments. Would you love to hear my thoughts on it? You hate it? <laughs> I can tell you right now, by that shit-eating grin, you're going to tear, tear this movie a new a-hole, and it's fine. Uh, well done. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Your votes are locked. Um, let's get down to beautiful Southern California. Here comes the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey yo, padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? We're here. Oh, I hope everyone's doing well. Hell, I hope I got in on time. You I did. got a little busy there, and uh, not sure if I made it this week or you're going to get in two for me next week. Uh, anyway, hope all is going well. Just wanted to get in real quick. Uh, the Terror Dome there. Um, shit, what do we got going? Rabbits. The rabbits and the mutant candles. Yes, sir. You know, one thing I got to give it to Kat, I, she gave a good explanation as to why the uh, why the werewolves would lose to the uh, home invaders. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a, I couldn't come up with anything better than that. But sure. Same, I, I still, I, I got to give this to the mutant cannibals. Thank I mean, they're giant much. rabbits, but but they are fucking just rabbits. They're rabbits, you know? It does remind me of this thing I was told that, uh, hey, you know, with, you're out in the wild and a fucking carnivore kills you. It ain't nothing personal, you know. It's, it's just true. carnivores just looking to eat. Yeah. But if a herbivore kills you, that shit was personal, man. <laughs> he ain't looking to eat. He didn't like your ass. <laughs> just the true. same, I'm still going to go with the uh, mutant cannibals. Yes, sir. Um, oh, and on the educating department. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Tom Hart. Right. I'm not as mad about this one here because I know I haven't seen this flick. Oh. Okay. But I know this flick. I remember you got talking about it. We on did an the show, episode on it, yeah, uh, a while ago, and uh, I just can't remember the damn name. God of damn it! it but uh, so I ain't even pissed about it. Like, hey, okay, I didn't All get right. it this time. And, Fair uh, enough. But hey, at least I haven't seen it, and True. Uh, I'm not getting it. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, you were talking about um, last week mm. and being concerned about. You know, showing the kids certain horror flicks and whatnot. Yeah, and, what do you think? You know, I really wasn't concerned about my kids seeing the flicks. It was uh, their friends that were over seeing the flicks mm. and uh, having to deal with the parents' phone call. <laughs> ah, my kids had fucking nightmares for, you know, a week because of what you <laughs> saw when you guys were over there and all that bullshit. Of course. So, yeah, that was my concern. I mean, my kids have sat through Friday the 13th as well. Uh, they sat through the Phantasm series, and oh, okay. uh, they've gotten into a couple of things, including uh, one of the flicks I got to watch with them uh, this week. Uh, I figured, fuck it, man. There's nothing nothing too nightmarish about Willy's Wonderland, so I uh, threw that in. They liked yeah. the Five Nights at Freddy's shit. Sure. So I was like, oh, I fuck it, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, Willy's Wonderland. Yeah, I know you've seen it before. It's a good flick. It's fun. Yeah, uh, one of the things I'm having fucking trouble with, I can't get that fucking theme song out of my goddamn head I ever since. It. It's been like three days, man. I'm stuck listening and hearing that in my fucking head again. Oh, wait, sorry. Um, <laughs> GP, as he is wont to do, it happens. Did you ever see uh, Banana Splits? I have not. Okay. I'm going to do that at some point. Though. Yeah, we still like that better than Willy's Wonderland. I'm going to check it out. It's going to be hard to beat Willy's Wonderland. I showed that to my kids. Uh, I think we've watched it 50,000 times mm-hmm. since then because, you know, once once the kids see something, they lock in on it, and that that's what we're going to watch now. Uh, they also locked in on Army of Darkness. Uh, Deacon's got all the one-liners down. 
give me some sugar, baby. (laughs) It's good times. He could pull it off. He could. Uh, He called back. Tom Hardy. GP'd. G motherfucking G to the motherfucking P hole, boy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, I also got to catch uh, this Bella Lugosi flick, uh, The Corpse Vanishes. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, I've seen that one. I believe. Uh, I assume you've probably seen it before. It's a decent one, I thought. Uh, the funny thing is I was watching it. I'm like, dang, I know I've, I know I've seen this before, but I, I haven't seen it. And I kind of have that deja vu feeling. Sure. And then, uh, like, man, maybe I saw like a remake of this or a retelling. Or, I think there was. Yeah, it, it was on a mystery science theater. Oh, what yeah. It was. That's where I recognize that, makes that sense. from. But, uh, one last flick I got this week was, uh, this trauma flick, Garden Ooh. of the Dead. Garden of the now, Dead. Now, here's the thing. I was just kind of flipping around looking for something. I saw Garden of the Dead, some zombie flick, some sure. rip-off zombie flick. What's this about? It's a fucking trauma flick. Yeah. And here's the thing that kind of surprised me. It's like a trauma flick from 1972. Ooh. And I always just, like, when I think trauma, you know, I'm... 80s. 80s, you know, maybe 78, 79. And, uh, yeah, this thing's from 72. um, But it's a total non-trauma flick, you know? It it doesn't doesn't have the humor. It doesn't have the nudity. It doesn't... It's, it's that non-trauma flick, and it reminded me, we were talking the other day about how kind of trauma's got that sweet spot, yeah. um, you know, in the mid to early uh, 80s, kind of yeah. through, I don't know, I guess I guess the mid-90s, which was the sweet spot for trauma. Sure. Before it was just kind of stupid for the sake of stupid, I yeah. guess. But, yeah, or, you know, You know what I mean, just kind of oh, yeah. just kind of cheap stupid. Um this one didn't have any of that, man. This one, this one, I guess there is that sweet spot, and it's it's not before and it's not after. And uh, it's a small spot. Yeah, Garden of the Dead, man. I I'd say stay away from it. You got no oh, that bad these inmates, right? They're huffing formaldehyde. They go all crazy <laughs> and get killed, and then they come back to life and attack the the remaining prisoners. And, okay. And prison guards. Sure. And it's bad. It's not as I wish it was good, but yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Hope always well. Love you, like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thank you for calling in, my friend. And I should also mention that we have some actual mail here from Mr. Tom Hardy. Yes, you do. He sent me a six pack of his very own uh, homebrew beer. He's calling it Spectral Stagecoach. It's actually pretty good. Uh, And he wrote me a note. Let me just read this here. Will Uh, you go with me? Check yes or no. (laughs) The artist formerly known as Darian. Enjoy with the Padded Room crew and let me know your honest opinion. This is my first homebrew and less than 30% of the people who drank it had projectile diarrhea. Oh. Did your mom get into my <laughs> spectral stage coach? So 80% of the time... 70% it, of the It time, works every time. I can blow mud for a couple <laughs> of feet. Like family, Tom Hardy. P.S. Sorry about the packaging materials. I just used what was going to the Goodwill. He packaged the six-pack in kids' clothes. Yeah. Which uh, one of the bottles actually came open in transit. So now I have a bunch of beer-soaked kids' clothes. Which I'm going to wash and, of course, keep for my kids. 
Because you don't throw. You know, you should just put all of this stuff like in a in a Ziploc bag or a small garbage bag. Put it in the back of a van. Uh huh. Uh, You know, maybe some fake blood prints. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. It (laughs) did. Just park it next to the police station. It's actually pretty Give good them beer. To do. It's pretty good beer, Jason. It uh, it's very um, uh, not. I don't, I don't know anything about beer. I want to say it's like an IPA, but I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, <laughs> well, it sounded very it sounded, pretentious yeah, of you. You know, well, it's like a nice IPA. It's it, uh, it reminds me a lot of one of my other favorite beers called Dead Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar to that, and I don't know what Dead Guy is either, other than it's a beer. So. Good stuff, Tom Hardy. Thank you very much for the beer, my friend. Uh, and thank you for the uh, beer-soaked children's and clothes. And the beer-soaked children's clothes. <laughs> and he sent me a couple extra stickers with the uh, Spectral Stagecoach Oh, logo. nice. Very cool. Very good times. Let me take a look at this junk folder. I don't want to get beat up again. That is it on the listener mail. Jason Harold, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, Tim, Cat, uh, Cowboy, Freddy, or anybody else? Whole lot of hugs and smooches. Oh, just kiss them up, will you? And uh, try one of these beers, you son of a bitch. You're going to love them. Okay. In the meantime. All right. You don't think so. There's something out there. It lives out in those woods. Dark. Something that's come back. Ted 2, Jason Harrell. It is. 1987. Got 7.7 stars on IMDb. What is wrong with people? That is a full 4.3 stars better than President Evil and a 0.3 stars better than Evil Dead 1. Worth mentioning. Written and directed by Sam Raimi has a solid R rating. Stars Bruce Campbell, Sarah Barry, and Dan Hicks. Um, More of a comedy, obviously. That goes without saying. But... Sam Raimi is going to ask us to do him some favors right off the top. Right off the get-go, he's going to be like, hey, man. Can you tolerate terrible movies? Um, you remember that movie I made about uh, six, seven years ago? Can you forget? The, can, can you, you scrub that? <laughs> forget that that happened pretty much altogether because that's the best way to go about this. Now, this is technically a sequel to Evil Dead. However... There are some omissions and some things. We're going to have to give him a little breathing room as far as plot and characters and settings and other things. And just the general mythos of the Evil Dead thus far. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize for Sam Raimi. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But 
there were some creative decisions here that I would not have opted for. So basically, this movie is going to pick up where Evil Dead 1 picks up, right? At the beginning of Evil Dead 1 with a uh, young couple. We're going to have to pretend that Scotty, Cheryl, and Shirley, Shelley, I mean, never existed. Because they are no longer canon to this storyline. This is why I'm interested to know how you see it as a sequel. It's, I'm going to explain that. So okay. the, the idea behind this... It, well, let me just kind of work, work you through this. And I'll tell you where this movie actually picks up. So you know how at the beginning of some sequels, they'll give you like a quick little little uh, flashback of the previous movie? Yep. The first half hour, pretty much, of Evil Dead 2 is going to be a flashback of Evil Dead 1. Okay. Except <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of differences and a lot of things that we're just going to have to pretend never happened. And a lot of characters we're going to have to pretend just never existed. So that's kind. Of, I, I know, but see, I know that. No, I know that's a reboot. Um, yes and no. Come on. So, like I said, we're going to have to do Sam Raimi a couple favors here. Alan, it's a reboot. I think it. No, it actually is a sequel. Okay, here we go. So we pick up with Ash and Linda, who is played by a much more attractive actress this time. By themselves, driving up to the cabin. Uh, This time, Ash knows about the cabin. And you're probably thinking, Ash, the fuck are you doing? Last time you went to this cabin, uh, pretty much everybody got slaughtered except for you. Why would you take another girl up there? Yeah, there's no way this could be a sequel because you clearly wouldn't go back. Okay, so this is part of that snippet where we are kind of recapping the original movie. Except for some reason this time we're omitting Is this says you... No, this is Sam Raimi's explanation. He's high. Uh, Yes. Well, yes and no, but we'll get to that in a second. So, Ash and Linda go up to the cabin by themselves this time. Cabin is still out in the woods. Uh, This time, the Necronomicon... This time, it's called the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, not the Naturon de Manta. But it's a weird thing, because at the beginning of the movie... We get this whole explanation of a book being written in blood and pages, and they actually, in the voiceover, refer to it as Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated the Book of the Dead. In the previous film, it was called Naturon de Manta, also roughly translated the Book of the Dead. Now, at the beginning of the movie, that's what it's called. Later, Osteospamante. <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> Five minutes into the movie, as once Ash hits play on the tape recorder, Professor uh, Nobi is going to refer to it as Nacheron de Manta. So, call it whatever you will. It's the goddamn Necronomicon. We are into the movie already, right? We are just going to call it the Necronomicon. Okay, so let me go ahead and ask questions. By all means. This movie stinks. Oh, how dare you? So, okay. First off, we know I'm not a fan of these originals. Okay. Or the original two. Okay. You didn't like the first one. So, well, up until I rewatched it, it had been like 20 years since I had seen it. Okay. At least. All right. I will say I enjoyed it much, much more than what I remembered. And I think that's because I, in my mind, I get both one and two. Kind of mixed up. Sure. I remembered two being zanier, uh, for sure, and I remembered there being way too much claymation for my own ta- you know, my own taste. In one or two. 
Well, I couldn't remember. Okay. I kind of blur them together. So, in rewatching part one, since I wasn't here last week, I will say, I'll actually give that like a six out of ten. Okay. Outside of like the last 15, 20 minutes, somewhere around there, it's a solid uh, horror movie. Okay. Straight up horror movie. Sure. Um, and then it goes into claymation land. But, you know, shitty effects aside, I still give it a, a solid six. Fair enough. This thing's kooky as shit, and it's just a straight-up comedy. <laughs> uh, but what I want to ask is, um, did he even get permission to go into this place? Or did he just – because she, like, asked a question, like, something like um, – uh, what if the, what if the owner owners come home and they're and like, oh, says, there's... We'll just say our car broke down. Yeah, so they're yeah. just breaking into a they home? They are basically squatting, yes, okay. is what they're doing. I just wanted to make sure I understood and the that, first five minutes of the movie. See, that actually, to me, makes a lot more sense. Because why the fuck would you rent somebody a cabin knowing that you've got dead bodies and spine shanks and a book of the dead and tape recorders with demonic incantations in it? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And more to the point, and this kind of speaks to last week's episode, if you're a horny college guy and you're looking to get laid and you're taking some horny college chicks to someplace to get laid, a shanty in the woods? No. No. Not any not any self-respecting young lady that I know. She's going to get up there. She's going to be like, ah, I'll fuck you, but not in here. Oh, there's crutch crickets and, oh, scabies. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. So, that being said, I feel like if if we're going to omit certain parts of Evil Dead 1, it, this actually kind of works out better. As far, if, if we're going to try to rewrite the canon of the Evil Dead franchise, certain aspects of Evil Dead 2 make a lot more sense than a lot of things in Evil Dead 1. Yeah, that is a... F- trespassing bag of shit i mean i don't want to go that route i mean he's he's ash i want to like the guy i want to like the guy too but it makes more sense than uh professor noby renting him a cabin in which he knows his dead wife is buried in the basement wasn't didn't professor noby rent it from someone or because they didn't they not understand in part one why the equipment was there to begin with yeah like or was that actually his cabin it's not, he just uh, Scotty says at one point that a buddy of mine left the keys on the uh, the top of the door frame. I just assumed that the professor um, had rented it or whatever. That would make the most sense. And then just left his shit there. Sure. Bugged out. And the, the other guy who owns the, actually owns the place, and this is all theoretical. Yeah. Uh, you know, he got his check cash. What does he care? He doesn't need to go check in on the place. And then he rents it out to his buddy Scotty again. It's quite possible. Okay. Yeah, there's a there, there's a lot open to so, conjecture. I like making believe more than I like thinking Ash is just some trespassing <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, as we get deeper into the franchise, the trespassing asshole makes a lot more sense than anything else. <laughs> sure. So what we're going to do here, we're going to basically recap uh, in the first 15 minutes of this movie the entire events of the first movie with some very extensive creative liberties we're going to pretend that scotty shelly and cheryl never existed although they are going to come back in the series we're not going to get into that though um it is just ash and linda up there uh they're having a wonderful time ash is playing the piano now they're uh you know being romantic uh again ash presents linda with the weird magnifying glass necklace and she's very excited and horny and 
probably to have some sex. <laughs> very sexy. Very sexy. But then, of course, our uh, tape recorder and face pamphlet, whatever you want to call it, show up on the desk. Ash can't help but hit the play button. The Kandarian incantation is recited, and thus the entity awakens in the woods. Now, for the purposes of this film, we're going to have to assume that Linda is going to assume the identity of what was Shelley in the first movie. And we're just going to completely omit Linda from the first movie. We're going to completely omit Cheryl from the first movie. In a weird kind of backwards way, we're going to sort of bring her back in a different way. But I'll get to that in a second. Uh, so there's Linda uh, looking good, much in much better shape than Betsy Baker was, uh, dancing around in her... Um, you know, shirt and panties thing. Here comes our entity, entity, smashes through the window, takes her. Ash goes looking for her out in the woods. Again, we're in Tennessee. Uh, apparently, there's a smoking and a non-smoking section in the Tennessee woods. <laughs> we are firmly planted in the smoking Very section. smoking. Because it is very smoky. Uh, Ash goes looking for her. She's now been possessed. Uh, big fight. Ends up decapitating Linda, just like in the first movie. Buries her. Uh is think having some serious thoughts about possibly, uh, you know, dismantling her body, but then decides not to. Uh, she comes back, puts her head, does like a very cool little break dance move, like with her head on the shoulders, and then puts it back, and then comes back and attacks that very cool little action sequence. And uh, Ash kind of chains her up, and he's like, "Okay, I don't think so, bitch." Um, and then now this is right about where. We have to, we, again, we're doing Sam Raimi some favors here. This is where the first movie would have ended. Now, at the end of the first movie, you'll remember, day broke. Uh, Ash tried to escape. Yep. <clears throat> um, he comes out. He's getting into his car. He's about to make his way to his car. And then the entity, whatever it is, all through the cabin, knocks a bunch of doors down, turns. Ash turns to see it, says, ah, and then that's where the first movie ends. Now, this is where the second movie picks up, because at this point, Ash gets tossed about what appears to be like five miles through the woods, okay. and he, he gets done a bunch of spinny moves as he's going through, and he's getting smacked with tree branches, and he's just flying through the woods. Yes. This right here is where the sequel picks up. Now, at this point in Evil Dead 2, we're only about 20, 25 minutes in. Um, why? I don't know. Why we omitted Scotty and Shelly and um, Cheryl from any of those flashbacks. Because it's a whole new movie. Fine. But if it is a whole new movie, then we should just call it Evil Blood. I don't care what you call it. Book of the Dead. Sure. Or something like that. Sure. But when you call it Evil Dead 2... Well, when you call you're it at, Halloween 3... You're admitting it's a sequel. Yeah, right. See and there? hence the anger of the fans. Well, I wasn't angry with it. I rather enjoyed it. Well, the first time I saw Halloween 3, I was upset because I didn't... I'm like, okay, we're, this is part 3. Right. It's named thusly so. Where's Michael Myers? I get it. I get it. I so see, I see the frustration. Sometimes the naming is just stupid or they're just trying to piggyback making a couple of bucks. I don't know. I would I would argue heavily. I don't give a shit what Sam Raimi himself says. I would argue <laughs> heavily. There's no way this is a sequel. So this right here, this spot in the movie, 
this is where we jump into a sequel. Okay. And we have to pretend that we never saw Evil Dead 1, and we have to, or we did see Evil Dead 1, and we didn't see the first 15 minutes of this movie. Because this is where Evil Dead 1 ends and Evil Dead 2 picks up. So you can edit two movies together and just say, oh, this is a continuation of this other movie? I wish you could. I wish it was that easy. Oh, jeez Louise. I mean, that would, that would make more sense. This, it, but that can't be the argument. It, well, I didn't make the argument. Sam Raimi did. He's retarded. Well, then, there you go. Did you see the Spider-Man movies? I did. They're wonderful. God damn it. <laughs> I liked them till three. Uh, so that's where Evil Dead 2 begins. Ash gets flown like a mile and a half through the woods. He does a bunch of spin moves, uh, crashes into a tree, lands, wakes up. He's possessed now. And then the sun rises and he gives like a... And then, like, I guess the sun beats the possession out of him. And he's good to go from there. Okay. Uh, gets back in his car, tries to drive off. The goddamn bridge has been like... <laughs> it's been like a nuclear explosion, yeah, I think, went off. In a bad, bad way. And I sent you... A, I was watching this movie yesterday, and I sent you a text, and I said, I believe that Bruce Campbell is probably the William Shatner of our generation. And this scene right here speaks volumes to that, because he gets out of his car... And for a good three to five minutes, just, no, no, God, no, no, no. Con, bridge. (laughs) I love me some Bruce Campbell. I've met him on more than a few occasions. Wonderful man. Handsome devil, this guy. He is. Um. The, actor, the crimson chin. Actor. Uh, he's He's got a very specific um, skill set as far as acting goes. Uh, so there's a get Okay, well, now here comes the entity again. And he's like, oh, shit, here it comes. Jumps back in his car, hauls ass back to the cabin, and gets there just in time for, you know, the sun to go down. Uh, Linda pops out of her grave, attacks him again. Big fight ensues. All kinds of fun shit goes on this time. Her severed head bites his hand. Uh, he's like, oh, shit, oh, God, what am I going to do? So he takes the head to the to the work shed. And there's a weird situation here. Are you familiar with the work shed controversy? No. I mean, in life or in this movie? Controversy, if you will. <laughs> so, Lay it on me. So um, here's the thing. Uh, you probably didn't notice this, but I'm going to bring it to your attention. As Ash is flopping around with Linda's head, at one point he, she's biting him like in the webbing between his uh, thumb and his forefinger. Okay. He leans up and goes, says the words, work shed. Those were dubbed in after production because, I don't know, maybe audio didn't catch it or it was weird. or Sure. Just a weird after the thought kind of a thing. Okay. But ever since then, it's been like a running joke in Hollywood. Any production that Bruce Campbell shows up on, somebody is going to make him say the words work shed. Oh, that's funny. Case in point, Escape from L.A. Uh, Bruce Campbell shows up. Have you seen Escape from L.A.? Long time ago. Bruce Campbell is in it. And the first thing Kurt Russell said to him when he met met him was, can you say work shed? (laughs) Just Just because the audio in that scene is so out of whack that that's kind of a thing. Uh, Anyway, he goes to the work shed. Uh, slaps Linda's head in the bench vice, and this time, to his credit, he actually does dismember Linda's head. So, good. She's out of the equation. Now, while that's going on, we're going to cut to Professor Noby's daughter, who is just landing Nashville, Memphis, maybe, 
and uh, she's got her. She's got, I guess, her boyfriend, or he he introduced. He's introduced as Professor Nobi's research assistant. That doesn't mean anything really, but he's a big strapping guy, and he's like, "Hey, you found the lost pages of the Necronomicon from the Kandarian ruins." Uh, we just need to put it together with the rest of the book and then we can finish the translation. Your dad's up at the cabin, but I can't get a hold of him. Okay, great. So they go up there. Uh, of course, the bridge is out and they come across another couple who is, I guess, uh, coning off the, the blown out bits of the bridge. We have Bobby, Bobby Joe and Earl. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, this is some more controversy here, Jason. And I want your honest opinion. A uh, long-standing argument between me and a friend of mine. Uh, they, of course, the bridge is out, and um, the the professor's daughter is like, "Hey, is there a way around it?" And Earl is like, "Yeah, there's a little trail that goes around it here. We'll take you to it. Hundred buck is what he says, right? Is that what you heard? Hundred buck." Uh, I'll be completely honest. <clears throat> Already at this point in this movie, you've checked out. I am a combination of checked out <laughs> or watching it at double speed. Oh, stop it right now, dude! I'm telling you, it's not that bad. It's come on. It's a comedy. Okay, thank you. It's a comedy. That's not what I signed up for. Well. You know what? That's not what this podcast is it's for. It's still a comedy, <laughs> goddammit. So a friend of mine, Cooper, who is one of our Patreon uh, contributors, insists to this day that what Earl says is 100 butt. I can't tell you. Doesn't make a lick of sense for him to say 100 butt. Yeah. But I believe it's 100 butt. Because why would he say 100 butt? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. does, yeah. No. So anyway, uh, they agree, and away they go. Now, back- I, I was actually playing that part, and I wasn't speeding it up yet, but I didn't hear that part at all. Okay. Thank you very much for that. Why would he say that? Uh, so very cool. Away they go. They're going to take this little trail. Earl's got to carry um, Sarah's big fat uh, steamer trunk full of research items. Yeah, no shit. Good for him. <laughs> Hundred bucks? I'll pay a hundred bucks. You carry that. Why shit. is this big elaborate bridge there? If you could just take this easy to traverse path. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think a car would fit on the path. Is I'm just, well, you know, an, <laughs> an ex- excavator, excavator, and uh, you could broaden that pretty easily instead of like building a whole bridge. Well, I mean, seems a bit extensive. I don't know. I'm not part of the Tennessee Planning and Commissions. Board. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> So you can see my issues with this movie are deep, are vast and expansive (laughs) down to the engineering, much like the bridge that has just been blown up. (laughs) What's even dumber about the bridge. And I don't mean to pick this movie apart, but when you watch that scene where Ash is throwing his temper tantrum about the bridge, one side of the bridge is way down here and the other side is way up here. So that's not how bridges work, my friend. There's usually like an, a ramp. Maybe it was a drawbridge. Ah, it could and be. it was half motion. And it also looked like he could probably jump it if he got a running start. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'll just put that out there. Anyway, uh, now we're going to cut back to the cabin itself. Um, Ash is having a hard time. The bite marks that Linda left on his hand are now like spider webbing through his hand, which is pretty cool. And Ash now has to fight off his own hand in what I like to call hand-to-hand combat. 
luckily, eventually, he gets the best of it, stabs it, and lobs it off at the wrist, and then goes shooting at it with a shotgun. Uh, a farewell to arms. If you will, which is the book that was placed upon the exactly. bucket. Um, blasts it, kills Well, he thinks he kills it, but not quite. Uh, he's pretty happy with himself. Uh, now what we're going to get is what I like to think of as Ash's descent into what could be Lovecraftian madness. Because we've got some very nonsensical scenes here that don't really fit into... They fit more into the comedy section of the movie. We have like some blood fire hoses that go off and spray ash all around the cabin and then immediately turn into black tar vacuums, which suck all the blood out, which just kind of leave ash bloody and confused in a weird way he's like oh what the hell is going on here and then once that happens he goes to sit down in a chair which breaks and causes every stick of furniture and uh animal trophy head to start laughing at him and he for a second there he's like you know that was pretty funny so he starts laughing too and then like towards the end he starts to like cry and sob and scream at the same time and then he hears something coming from outside so he does what probably anybody would do, which is just unload the double yeah, barrel. Shoot blindly blam, through a wall. Blam. I'm sure it's a goddamn demon out there. <laughs> Turns out it's not. It's Bobby Joe and Earl. Uh, he hit Bobby Joe. Earl comes charging in at him, knocks him out. Uh, here comes Sarah and her research assistant, whoever that guy was. And this is the first uh, actual point of reference to the basement in this movie. Now... This is why I have to lean towards – I see, this This kind of fucks me up in my entire logic because if this is a sequel, then there has been somebody in the basement and Ash is well aware of the basement and the basement is there. But in, this, in the pretense of this movie, they walk in. They're like, let's put them down. They just happen to notice the basement off to the side. Where's my dad? I don't know. Well, here's this crazy fuck in a bloody chainsaw, by the way. We better throw him in the basement. So they drag his lifeless carcass, uh, kick him down into the basement, um, use that weird chain pulley system to secure him, and uh, it, he's slowly regaining consciousness as they do. Uh, once they get him down there, then they start replaying the reel-to-reel tape recorder. And this is where Professor Noby admits to killing his wife and burying her body in the earthen floor basement. And this is where Ted Raimi makes his acting debut. <laughs> Boy, does he ever! Henrietta, <laughs> quite the quite the looker. I tell you what. So I went ahead and got the Evil Dead video game. I've showed it to you. Mm-hmm. Henrietta is one of the boss fights. Oh, nice! And she's a bad bitch. Yeah, she'll come swooping down at you. <clears throat> you got to have lots of shotgun ammo. Deal with Henrietta. Uh, she <laughs> she comes out of the fucking, the fucking ground and she's like. Ah! <laughs> Come to Henrietta, and Ash is trying to talk them into letting him out as she's, you know, slowly making her way towards the stairs. Uh, Eventually, they let him out uh, just as Henrietta's about to grab him, and then she grows a giraffe neck and kind of, like, snakes her way up. Now, we're getting into claymation land. It's 1987, Jason Harrell. I understand that, and I can forgive that. But the thing is that in the first one, so I just looked it up while you were rambling on, uh... (laughs) about this lovely movie uh so the the budget of the original three hundred fifty thousand dollars okay uh the budget for the 
uh, reboot. Yeah. Uh, Three point five million dollars. Okay. I would seriously argue that that money was much better spent in the first one. If they had three hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, it didn't even. One. Yeah, it, I mean, they got taken for a ride if it cost three hundred fifty. But I mean, good night, man. I mean, I would like to think I could do a little bit better than the snakehead thing. Well, in 1987, though, you're not. You know? What What else are you going to do? I mean, this, I the snakehead know. is silly. So what happens I, is... It's just so over the top. Like, do something practical. Well, that's the point, is that they wanted over the top. They wanted to be ridiculous. Well, not horror movie. Ridiculous to a point where it's comedic. So she snakes her head up. They slam the basement door on her. They start jumping up and down on it. Her eye pops out and shoots directly into the mouth of Bobby Joe, which I thought was hilarious. Of course you did. Because you are watching a comedy. <laughs> I am not the most mature man that you know. Uh, she gets it out of her mouth. That's great. Uh, jump up and down on it. Just as that's happening, she manages to somehow batter or like smash the research assistant to the ground now that's fine uh now we're gonna cut to a couple hours later ashes he kind of gives them the rundown on what happened in the kandarian thing and the incantation uh his girlfriend linda is dismembered in the fucking workshed um as they're having that conversation the uh basement door pops open and this time it's sarah's mom and she's like, oh, Sarah, it's me. I'm fine. Can you let me out of here? You were born on this day. It was snowing. It's so weird. Let me sing you a little song. And Sarah's having some serious thoughts about letting her out of there. And then Ash is like, ah, ah, ah. I don't think so, sweet pea. That's not how this works. Um, funny, though, as that's happening, the research assistant, who was knocked out and seemingly okay at the beginning of this scene, just had an ice pack on his head, is now all of a sudden possessed. He gets up and he gives us that famous speech that Cheryl gave in the first movie. We are what was and well will be again. We're going to take you. And this is the funniest part in the whole fucking movie, if you ask me. Because he's floating. I'm just waiting for the point where you tell me this is the scariest or most horrific part of the whole movie. No, that, I don't think that ever happened. Okay, so go ahead and tell me the funniest the part funniest of this comedy. The funniest part is when he attacks, uh, I guess it was Sarah, right? He glides toward her, <laughs> and as, he, as he's doing it, he gives her, like, the, the magic ah! <laughs> fingers. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. It's like the, I'm going to get you, I'm, I might tickle you to death. It's a lot better watching you do the motion over there. <laughs> ah! And then when he finally attacks her, no bodily damage, he just kind of bites off her hair and actually... Like stops fighting her for a second and just kind of chews on and swallows her hair, <laughs> which I thought was really silly, <laughs> kind of out of place. Uh, big fight ensues. Ash uh, and Earl kind of take him down and dismember him. Good for them. Uh, the research assistant is now out of play. Weird though, in the video game, that research assistant is a playable character, hmm. and you can like develop him and get him skills and abilities and equipment. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the point is, but so is Scotty from the first movie. And he is arguably the biggest pussy in the entire franchise. <laughs> well, you need some more bonus points, though. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, that happens. Um, put him away. Now, at this point, uh, 
Bobby Joe has been shot in the shoulder. And she's like, she's hurt, but she's not like bleeding out or anything. But she's officially freaked out by all the weird possession shit that's going on. Um, <clears throat> while that the, there's like a little bit of an argument, they want to leave Earl and Bobby Joe. Uh, Bobby Joe, after the attack by the possessed research assistant, is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. Goes hauling ass right out into the woods in uh, the in the middle of the night by herself. Um, Always a good move. And now, if we are in remake land, this would be the perfect time for some tree rape. And for a second, I thought that's where we were headed because she goes running out there. Trees grab her, start ripping her clothes off. Unfortunately, instead of rape. We just have like a uh, Mortal Kombat living forest yeah. tree that just kind of shoves it in its mouth, shoves her in its mouth. And that's the end of Bobby Joe. Cut back to the cabin. Earl is madly in love and missing his Bobby Joe very much. So he takes the missing pages of the Necronomicon and throws them in the basement with Henrietta. And he's like, you know what? I got the shotgun. We're all going to go find Bobby Joe, and then when the sun comes up, we're all going to get out of here together. Let me pause you there. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you are working under the assumption that this is a sequel, in while she's being felt up by the trees and the limbs and the roots and all that good stuff, she's treated completely differently. If this was a sequel, it probably would have been, she would probably would have been treated in the same way she was in the first one. But since they completely redid uh, how the that experience you know gets played out, wouldn't you lean more towards a different interpretation, i.e., a reboot? I suppose so. I suppose so. You're probably right in that regard, and that would make more sense. However, the reason I lean towards sequel is because there is a clear ending to where the first movie left off and this movie begins. And that's that's the only re- and and the fact that it's called Evil Dead 2. But <clears throat> okay, title aside. But they also just retold the story. So they rebooted the introduction or a portion of the first movie. Sure. And then just resume from a point. Okay. By that definition, it is a sequel. It's also b- completely different. A so reboot. by that definition, it's a reboot. A reboot of the first movie, but still a sequel to it. Man, <laughs> no way. Man, title aside, you have one reference point that leans towards, and it's loose, dude. Right, but it is, it's not a reference point. It's an ending and a beginning. You follow me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm just saying. I follow what you're saying. Okay. But I am in no way agreeing with you. I, I agree. <laughs> no, I agree with you that this is a stretch. Because, like I said, in order to observe this film as a sequel, we have to do Sam Raimi a lot of favors. Tom Hardy, what is the alcohol content of this beer that you gave this man? <laughs> Uh, beer aside, your wife sent us some uh, what cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan, and it is cosmopolitan. I might have to call into work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's where we're at. Uh, Earl's like, guess what, fuckos? We're going out in the woods. We're going to find Bobby Joe at, at gunpoint. 
Uh, they get about, I don't know, 20 feet outside the cabin. Ash tries to attack Earl. Earl knocks him out. Uh, here comes the trees. They're now like full-on sentient trees and like they're uprooting their roots and kind of making their way towards the cabin. Uh, Ash pops up. He's now possessed. Uh, Sarah, and we kind of switch protagonists here for a second because Sarah runs into the cabin. She's like, I got to get away from uh, scary possessed Ash. She runs in there and barricades herself in. Um, Earl comes in after her, but he's been stabbed with like a tree limb uh, branch or something like that. She drags him inside. Uh, she's like yelling at him the whole time. You gotta get up. You gotta get get your ass in here. He's been stabbed. He's bleeding <laughs> out. I mean, he might be paralyzed. not very motivational. Not really. But she's doing. She gets him inside. Very nice. Ash is still trying to fight his possessed. Ash is still trying to fight his way into the cabin. Um, uh, from there, unfortunately, Earl expires. Uh, Ash gets back into the cabin. And finds the goddamn necklace. Which, by the way, is still in the shape of that little skull thing that we saw in the first movie. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, So, it's a weird thing. It's like the way the chain lays on the carpet. It's like a cool little skull pattern. Yeah, I remember you talking about it. He sees that, and then that somehow draws the possession out of him. And he's like, I'm all right. But then Sarah comes out, and she tries to fight him some more. And he's like, I said I'm all right. God damn it. Just calm your ass down. From there, they make the decision that, hey, we got to get down into the fucking basement where Henrietta is, Sarah's mom. And we got to get ourselves those lost pages because if we read the incantation, that will force the entity to show itself in a flesh form. And then after once that's done, then we can banish it back to uh, Dead World or whatever it is. So that's the plan. Uh, this is where we get that iconic scene of Ash fitting the chainsaw to his stump. Groovy, Jason. <laughs> Groovy. Groovy. Let's go down there and carve us a witch. Now, if you're paying attention... If you're watching closely, Jason Harrell. Which you know I was. I hope you were. As Ash makes his way down into the basement, not a Hills Have Eyes poster this time, but Freddy's glove. Pinned to the wall right next to the door as he walks down the stairs. Very nice. A little, another, another little fuck you to Wes Craven. I was, like was it torn? No, it was just kind of... I think it was sitting upside down, though. Oh, okay. Means anything. All right. But uh, I like these little horror nuggets and fuck yous to each other. Sure. Uh, he gets down there. He finds the pages. He has to fight off Henrietta. Uh, Henrietta follows him upstairs. Big fight up there. Uh, Chainsaw Hand manages to dismember Henrietta, uh, including her weird snake giraffe head. Uh, swallow your soul. Swallow your soul. Swallow this. Blows her head off. Uh, unfortunately, the spine shank comes into play. And Ash's severed hand is now running around with the spine shank, which it uses to stab Sarah as she's reading the incantations from the lost pages. Now, unfortunately, she reads the incantation, which makes the goddamn thing manifest manifest itself in the flesh, which causes this big stupid head thing to, like, pop itself into the goddamn cabin. Um, It looked like a giant... um uh, you remember those like squeezy balls, mad balls, mad balls. Yeah, it looked like a giant mad balls. It reminded me a lot of Grimace from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
then here comes the tree. The trees are now surrounding the cabin, and they're all beating on it. It's causing like a big <clears throat> ghost ghost quake kind of a thing. Uh, unfortunately, Sarah expires just as she reads the first incantation, which opens the vortex to send the goddamn thing back to wherever it came from. Uh, that's the good news because the fucking thing goes into the vortex. The bad news is she's not alive to finish the incantation to shut the vortex off. Unfortunately, my friends, that means our good friend Ash, with his chainsaw hand and his boomstick, also gets pulled into the vortex along with his car, which fucking sucks. Well, whatever. I mean, you might need your car. I don't know. And uh, that's pretty much it. Well, actually, uh, at the end, like he's surrounded in some desert landscape by a bunch of knights and they're all hailing him as a savior from the sky and that leads nicely into the third movie smooth like butter smooth like butter jason Carroll. how bad did you hate evil dead 2 so i rank it a i think i gave it a four okay maybe a three out of what out of ten oh stop so here here's my gripe at what point I, I just don't understand why <clears throat> certain movies you're basically just shit on if, as a horror fan, if you don't like certain movies. And this is, this series is one of those series. Um, dude, this, this is not a horror movie. This is a comedy. Sure. Now, I understand it is a comedy with the wrappings of horror stuff. And the the God, I hate the term nowadays, uh, horror elements. Because at what point does a movie start or end as a horror movie? I mean, because this is by by all accounts ninety nine percent comedy, one percent horror. I, I don't know what. Just because there's blood, I would say seventy thirty. Okay. Comedy, comedy to horror, 70% comedy. If you were to turn all of the blood in this movie into feces, <laughs> follow me here. Okay. Would this become a scat fetish film? I don't think so. Because the, the blood is basically all that you're using for, like, you know, the horror elements. Not necessarily. A couple of hand loppings. You also have... Snake worm, claymation, you know, severings. and weird books of necronomicons. Okay, so we've got a scat fetish film where the chick becomes possessed. Okay. At what point is it going to cease to become scat pet fetish porn or horror or... You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, it starts to blur the lines too heavily, and you have to lean more towards one thing than the other. Okay. And this is comedy with a slight dusting of horror. Okay. And I mean light, man. This is a Three Stooges bit with a bunch of blood and a bunch of fucking claymation. And the fact that it has a seven point anything on IMDb with like 80,000 or something ratings makes no sense whatsoever. As a comedy, it's not even a good comedy. Like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, I'm not... I know I always come off with this, is this contrarian asshole. <laughs> and trust me, I get sick of it because it's it's hard to defend my personal opinions on things. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just come off with this old grumpy curmudgeon about shit movies. But the fact is, is this is not a good movie. Look, I revisited the first one. 
that's not a bad movie. It ends up being lackluster in the effects, but it's stuck to its guns. Sure. It's stuck to its intent. Mm -hmm. This thing, its intent was just to confuse, (laughs) enrage, (laughs) and make, well, it enraged me. Okay. And, uh, and make people laugh. At that point, it's not a horror movie. And that's why I really, I take, I guess I just take this so personally. I can see that. Because, there's so many people in the horror community that just will shit on me, in my opinion, because I don't, because I say this isn't a good movie. Okay. It, it's definitely, it is absolutely not a good horror movie. Okay. It's not, like, it's not even a good movie. <laughs> okay, let's, even if I, I'm sorry, I'm trying to work this shit out in my brain right now. Okay. Let no, me take let, it, I am completely removing it from horror now. Okay. I'm just going to assume it is. A, a, a comedy okay. it's not funny it's not funny unless you're a person that like d- digs on slapstick three stooges comedy that's me okay that's well. me okay so now that is personal opinion sure. as far as like com- comedy sure. comedy yeah, taste absolutely but i just cannot see this in as horror in any way shape or form okay allow me to explain a few things Please. Let, ex- explain let me explain um, a different perspective, just a different point of view. And I don't. I hate using the the phrase perspective because that feels so social justice to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I explain my perspective. You need to change your perspective. Are you horror explaining to me? I am going to horror explain to you. I'm not going to now. Number one, Jason, I love you. You know that. This is part of why. I started a podcast because I would love to hear other people's opinions. I There are movies out there that I fully admit are complete and utter dog shit. Yeah. That I cannot uh, ever not watch. You know what I'm saying? If they show up on my TV, I am now going to have to watch this because I love this movie. I can't tell you why. It's bad. I know it's bad. But I just have to watch it because I love it because I don't know why I love it. I don't Maybe it's the boobs. Maybe it's the... Horrific writing. Maybe it's just so bad it's good. It's just it's just part of my horror DNA at this point. Now, getting to your point, is this a textbook good movie? No, of course not. It's full of plot holes. The effects are cheesy. The fucking acting is over the top. The uh, plot line is full of ridiculous things that, of course, would never happen. And the way these characters interact with each other would never happen in this in an actual scenario in which this thing happened in the woods right now to that point i have to explain to you that number one we have to we have to put ourselves in a little time machine and go back to the year of our lord anno domine 1987 okay okay now at this point this is a this is by definition a horror sequel evil dead 2 it is a sequel to evil dead 1 even if we um Already saw Evil Dead 1, and we know we're well-versed with the characters and where they should be and where they might be and where they could be after the events of Evil Dead 1. And calling it Evil Dead 2, you're right. It should be a sequel. It is not, Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I, asking Sam Raimi is like, uh, I don't know, trying to get a nuclear physicist to di- divulge the secrets of isotopes and things like that. It's, it's, it, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. But if you watch this movie with 1987 lenses and circa, uh, what was I, probably uh, 9, 10, what most of us are, uh, were at that age, 
you can watch this as a horror film, a legit scary horror film full of demonic possessions and uh, people having to lob their own hands off, gratuitous blood and violence. And I don't think there was any boobs in this one, but was there? No, I don't think there was. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But by definition, you have a young couple vacationing in a cabin in the woods. Shit goes awry. Blood and chaos and carnage ensue. That, just that blueprint, just that skeleton that I laid out is a horror film. Now, from there, you can put some more meat on those bones. You can add the slapstick horror elements. You can you can show a uh, 14-year. I can show Deacon that movie right now. He has not seen it, but I could show it to him. He will not have nightmares. He will say, ha-ha, i got to get myself a chainsaw hand, and I'll go down and battle the witch in the basement because i got a boomstick, motherfucker. <laughs> I like to think that he would not use the MF or word, but, <laughs> uh, you know, that's the kind – that's that's the joy – that this movie brings to us. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm not discounting your opinion by any means. You're entitled to your own opinion. And I am absolutely not. I am not trying to shit on anybody's love of this movie. I just can't wrap my head around. I guess the attack that so many people who do not perceive this as a horror movie or people that just don't think it's a a good movie... Uh, well, I mean, we really get shit on. It's just like the Shining conversation we've had countless times. Like, if you don't like the Shining, you're you're basically treated as a know nothing <laughs> bag of shit in the horror community. Now, at the same time, look at Rosemary's Baby. You can't stand that movie, of course. Uh, but if you look at the numbers of it, the ratings and things like that, sure. and all of the uh, upper echelon of uh, you know horror purists and all of this fucking hoity-toity shit. Sure, they'll say, "Well, you're clear. You clearly don't get it because uh, you just are stupid and right. you can't see uh, you know this higher brow thoughtful sure. horror." Yeah. Well, maybe I just think it's boring and pretentious and stupid. That's fine. Uh, so you're, it's perfectly fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but. Man, do I get shit not, you know, when when I say I, I'm saying it collectively. We, uh, who do not really care for this movie, really get dumped on. Okay. Um, I, I, I had a guy really get pissed off at me when I talked about the 2013 remake and how much I really, spoiler alert, really loved that movie. Sure. That's a fucking horror movie. I agree. Um. And he said, well, it's nothing but uh, uh, like blood, like a blood fest and torture porn. Okay, this part one and part two has blood constantly. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no difference. Not really. It's just in the delivery. Sure. But as far as like, you know, the, oops, excuse me, okay. the, um, you know, the uh, assaults and the, the bloodshed and all of that stuff and the possession, uh, they're Kind of the, you know, same movie, just different themes. Uh, You know, one heavy on the comedy, one no comedy. But 
in his eyes, I was a horrible human being Whoa. who was into nothing but torture porn. Okay. Well, first off, there's always going to be that horror elitist crowd. Yeah. And they can eat my ass. That's why I have a podcast and they don't. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah. I, w- I enjoy this discourse. And you're entitled to your opinion. I encourage you by all means, Jason, to bring your opinion. Nobody in my listener base will speak negatively of you because you didn't like <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I don't take. I don't. I mean, I'm not taking it personally. I don't give no, that of much of a not. shit. But uh, I, I don't know. It really does seem to be like if you don't like this uh, horror movies introductory right. guide, you know, to well, being a horror fan, you must like these things in order to be inducted into our club. So what I found is that there is a certain list of credentials that you need to have. You need to be able to speak with an education on certain horror movies, and you have to agree with the uh, company line, for lack of a better term, on those creden- on those horror films. Yeah. Uh, who gives a shit, man? Oh, it's not that I give that much of a shit. It's just I-, I can't wrap my head around it is more of the issue. In listening to you talk just now, I think I just now came to the understanding of what we love so much about Evil Dead 2. It's not the horror element. It's not the, um, the, the comedy element either. What we watch when we see Evil Dead 2, and this may just appeal to, this may just be me talking out of my ass. What we're watching with the, the trajectory of the character of Ash is the rise of a hero. Mm-hmm. He shows up as a college kid trying to get laid. He gets driven to the point of absolute madness and rises to an occasion that we all like to think that we would rise to. Am I going to cut my fucking hand off because I think it's possessed? No fucking way, man. I will uh, bandage it up and wrap it up and handcuff myself if I have to, but I'm definitely not going to lob it off. Am I going to attach a chainsaw and go do battle with an undead witch in the basement? No! I'm going to go uh, hitchhike through the woods. And I'm down with all of that. I just don't like the fact that, I, you know, you got to throw in these, you know, doink, why you, you know. That's next movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I actually like. Uh, but that, the, the next one, in no way, shape, or form is that even remotely horror. That is pure comedy. Of course. But at this, but by that point, I had, I've come to a point of resolve, and I go into it like you know, Ash is fully developed we into are, the Ash that we love, and that's what I'm saying. It's the rise of our hero. But Ash, if you don't know, Army of Darkness is there. If you haven't seen it and you don't know what's coming, this part two is just this collage of kookiness a guy who is over the top acting zany three stooges shit here but at the same time lobbing off his arm doing a groovy you know he's so it's like the smorgasbord of things i can be down with but i think the things i'm down with rely on the fact that i've seen part three sure right if if i didn't know that was coming i'm just left with a comedy that it's got way too much wasted budget. I would agree with the wasted budget, <laughs> but 
I think. Well, I I don't. How much does clay cost? I don't know. I don't. I, and I don't know about the wasted budget. That might be money well spent in 1987. Sure. But at the same time, I think if you just watch the trajectory of Ash, take what what take from him what you will from the first movie. In the first movie, he was a fucking pussy, man. Yeah. He was the guy in the corner watching Scotty do the dirt. Yeah. Not until the very end does he rise to the occasion. Yeah, you really only had one brave person in that movie. That was the chick that went off into the woods at nighttime. Got fucking... I'm not going out there. I ain't going out there, especially in a goddamn bathrobe, Jason. I'm going to get my butthole plugged. But more to the point... Watching his trajectory now in this movie. In this movie, like I said, he starts off as a horny college kid. By the end of the movie, he's got a fucking chainsaw hand, and he's ripping some fucking assholes in the basement. He's carving people up and, you know, all that stuff. That is the rise of our hero. Now, did we take a very slapsticky, extra bloody, possibly, well, definitely comedic uh, path to get there? Yeah, of course we did. Did that take away from the horror elements of the movie? Exactly. Yes, it did. There's no argument there. But more to the point, following Ash on that road, going, watching him laugh at himself as the fucking furniture in the desk lamps are making fun of him, taking him to the, the, the point where he himself comes out of the mirror and says, Hey, man, you just cut up your girlfriend. I don't think we're okay right now. But then comes back and rises to the occasion and becomes our hero. I think that is what we connect with. And I'm not discounting your opinion. By all means, you're right. This is a very silly movie. But I think that is our, our, as horror fans, that is our connection. Because up until this point, we had nothing but an impacted colon full of Nancy Thompson, Laurie Strode, the various... Uh, Camp uh, Crystal Lake Girls. Yeah, but we had also had American Werewolf, uh, The Thing. Sure. Uh, I mean, you've got some solid movies. You've had The Exorcist. Sure. Now, may I explain the difference? Sure. Those were heroes at the start of the movie. R.J. McCready, he came in looking to kick some ass. (laughs) Just waiting for some asses to kick. Same thing with uh, Father... uh, McClare, uh, Father Merritt from The Exorcist. He showed up with his fucking thing and his uh, all of that. He was ready to go. This this is a college kid, man. He's just wanting to get laid. And then through the, the fire and the tribulations and the possessed hands and all that, he rose to the occasion. Now, is that what we're going to do? No, of course not. I don't know why it triggers me the way it does. <laughs> By all means. I really don't. Enlighten us. I, I guess that I, I just because of uh, how beat over the head we get if we don't like these fucking movies. And this is one of them. This is one of them that is just constantly mentioned. I, I was just listening to another horror podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it was... It was like this big, like, you know, um, kind of bracketed thing to kind of get down to, you know, what the ultimate horror movie I, or franchise or something I like that exactly was. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and I'm like, wow. You know, it's because it's so, it is so subjective. Sure. But then, heaven forbid, you're the outlier. By all means. Well, Be sure. I sure. want to know. I, I understand that. But that's within the confines of this room. Sure. And for, by the vast majority of horror listeners, fans, watchers, and stuff like that, 
most of them are so quick to shit on people who don't like certain things. And I really, I really think there's a psych, there, there's a thesis to be written about why that is. It's the in club. There is, like I said, horror credentials. I, I don't know if it's because horror dorks are kind of, you know, these outcasts, you know, in a lot of ways to begin with. We're, so, we're, so it's kind of their, maybe it's their way to have self-perceived dominance over different. People. We're, we're getting into basement territory now. Yeah, but you get where I'm coming from. <laughs> I know. From. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that's why it triggers me the way it does. It should. It's just because of the way people shit on people who don't like this movie. I and I don't that. just don't care for this movie. It's, which is fine. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to. I know that, and I love you for it. I love you for not liking this movie. <laughs> we got to take a break, Jason. Shit.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Jason. Are you on? Now that I've turned now, my microphone on. Now we're back, Jason. I am interested in horror opinions, my friend. And I'm always I'm, I'm glad to have a discourse on what is good and what is not good by our personal opinions. Sure. Um, case in point, have you ever seen a movie called Dracula 2000? Uh, when it first came out. Uh, but it left no memory in my head at all. Um, and I also get that one confused with John Carpenter's Vampires. Very similar. Very, very similar. Oh, well, maybe that's why so, I get it confused. Dracula 2000, widely panned, and I went and saw it in theaters. Uh, Wes Craven presents, if I'm not mistaken. Gerard Butler as Dracula, starring Omar Epps, Doogie Hauser, MD. Wow, I don't think I've ever seen this because this that's not ringing a bell at all. It is, but this was before he was Gerard Butler. He had like a mullet kind of a thing going on. Um, I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking this is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. And then I listened to a podcast run down its various virtues. I watched it again. Still thought it was the dumbest fucking thing I ever <laughs> yeah. saw in my life. But I was like. You know what? There is some some meat on this bone here. Well, it's, it's kind of like the explanation video of men that I watched. I'm like, okay, you know what? That makes me appreciate it more. Sure. It's still kooky as shit. I watched your explanation video yeah. of men. I need to be away from men. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need, I need to... I've seen it. I didn't care for it. The ending really fucking wrecked it for me. And if maybe I can check in with it again like in a year or two. Sure. Then I will I will check yeah. it out, but I'm still pissed off about that. Well, you should. I mean, seriously, that ending really it wrecked it. Yeah, I'm just saying. All right. Anyway, are you ready to get into the Terradoma, man? I am. Let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> I'll kill you all. <laughs> I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. Let's <laughs> dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. To the Terradome. Let's start things off with last week's winners, Jason Harrell. 
In last week's competition, we had the mutant cannibals versus the rabbits. Rabbits came in droves, following the homesteaders into the mine shafts. That would be the end of the radiated rabbits as the tunnels collapsed behind them. The mutants would eat well for weeks following that traumatic event. With a vote of 10 to 4, the mutant cannibals advance over the rabbits. Jason? Color me surprised. Um... I can't think of I can think of two horror movies that involve rabbits. Night of the Lepus, not very good. Beaster Day, also dumb as shit. Um, I'm sure there's a scary rabbit out there somewhere. Uh, Twilight Zone, now that I think about it. Didn't that have like a rabbit in the hat kind of a thing? Don't remember that one. I could be wrong about that. I remember a crazy rabbit being pulled out of a hat and it having like foaming teeth or something. I don't rem- I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, there you have it. Let's take a look at that this week's matchup, shall we? Let's do it. We are in the Asylum Conference Round 6. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things. And I've been also been drinking Jason's wife's uh, Cosmopolitan, which is stout. With his pinky up. My friend. It <laughs> is a panty dropper. She's a little heavy-handed on the I booze. I think... Uh, either you're trying to get in my pants or she's trying to get in your pants or some pants are falling down. It's been 20 minutes. You haven't noticed my hand in your crotch Woo! yet. No, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> if they hadn't been completely isolated themselves, they might have known what was going on in the world. If they hadn't been so busy killing and eating anyone that came along that lonely stretch of West Texas pavement, they might have heard their stories. Stories of death and pain, stories of horrific creatures that fell from the sky and were killing anyone in the population centers. Stories of big cities falling to ruin with streets littered with dead bodies. But the time for listening was now over for the Sawyer family. It had been weeks since another person came down that road and food was running out. If the Sawyers were going to survive, they would have to find food on their own. Hunting and killing was easy. Getting away with it in these small Texas towns was usually the more challenging part. Now the Sawyers would face a whole new challenge to their survival and might find themselves hunted. Team's competition, we have the Sawyer family versus the Death Angels. Do you know what the Death Angels are, Jason? No. The creatures from A Quiet Place. Really? In production, they were known as Death Angels. I don't know why. It's just what... Krasinski oh, called. well, they take it all the way. I think so. The fucking Sawyers are too goddamn loud. Well, it's the all that saws. All that incest butt sex. I mean, there is that, too. too I got much go. grunting and groaning. Uh, well, that and, uh, well, they do have firearms, though. But uh, there was that scene in A Quiet Place where she uses her hearing aid to mm-hmm. kind of stun the creatures. I don't think they can recreate that with a chainsaw. Did you ever see part two? Most of it. <laughs> okay. Various parts of it. All right. I'm going to go with the quiet, the quiet creatures also, or death angels, whatever you want to call them. That is your uh, Terradome matchup for the week, inmates. It's the quiet creatures versus the Sawyer family. Get us your votes by next week if you can. The mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're contemplating that matchup, my friends, I'm going to tell you what movies I got to watch this week. And so is Jason in a little segment we like to call, What Are You Looking At? 
What are you looking at? Dude. You. How about The Black Coat's Daughter? Have you seen this one? Nope. You've not seen The Black Coat's Daughter? Uh, honestly, I think I started it and didn't finish it. Amazing. I love it. Um, bleak. You've seen that before, though, right? I have. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Bleak, drab, depressing. Um, Still talking I, about the movie or my life? Both. Oh, okay. Mo- right. Mostly the movie, though. Okay. Um, I guess you call it a possession movie. I can't really. I don't want to. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it for you. But God, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen it all the way through. Emma Roberts, Kiernan Shipka, uh, Girls School. Weird thing happening with the furnace. I 100% have seen this. Goes on to. Yes, I have absolutely seen it. Bad motherfucker, this one. I didn't realize it, but this one was actually written and directed by Anthony Perkins' son. Oh, Osgood Perkins. Hmm. Um, This is. Osgood? Osgood. Nice. Uh, Anthony Perkins had two sons. Both were involved in the production of this film Osgood and Elvis. (laughs) fucking rock right uh this is a bad motherfucker man this is everything i love in a horror film this is a movie that is intended to disturb and bother you yeah i can't can't really remember it very well at all um i do see i logged it at a six out of ten so i I must have liked it that sounds about right it's a great show i watched that also watched All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard another uh, podcast talking about Art the Clown. Yeah, so I said, "Why not? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a deep dive on Art the Clown. I got All Hallows Eve. All you, Hallows Eve two. You had never seen those? I have. I just oh. wanted. It's been a long time, so okay. I thought I would re- invest. And I have Terrifier sitting on my my shelf over there. Now that's a good movie. It is. And All Hallows Eve was not bad. I've uh, not. I've not seen either of these anthologies. Uh, oh, okay. Art the Clown kind of weaves his way in and out of the various tales yeah. in, in the wraparounds. Um, not bad. Very, the, Especially the first one has a very 90s vibe to it. Is he in both? Uh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they really play into any kind of mythology or backstory of Art the Clown. But yeah. He is in them. He fucks some shit up, as you would expect him to do. Uh, very cool. I haven't watched the second one. I think I've seen it before, but I don't immediately recall it. Uh, I watched that, and I just so happened to wake up the other morning, probably about 5 o'clock, and The Changeling was on from 1973, starring George C. Scott. Have you seen it? If I have, it's been too long. I can't recall it. It is a very highbrow horror film. Doesn't it have like a twist, like right at the very end? Uh, Kinda. Kinda. Is this to do with the daughter? Son. Okay. Uh, Supposedly based. Dead son? Yes. Okay. Supposedly based on a true story, George C. Scott moves into a haunted house. You find out that um, a very upstanding local politician is a quote-unquote changeling, i.e. Um, okay, so without ruining, it, ruining anything, a very rich family was set to inherit even more money from some in-laws, but... In order to do so, the money was going to go great straight to the grandson once he turned 21. The grandson was born with a bunch of infirmities and died when he was like 16. Mm-hmm. So they basically just buried his ass in the backyard, went and adopted an orphan, called him the grandson. Oh, shit. And thus the changeling. Yeah, okay. Said switcheroonie grandson went on to a very illustrious political career and... Uh, 
now the ghost of the real dead grandson is haunting the house that George C. Scott just moved into and chaos ensues from there and he's yeah, got I'm confusing that with a different movie where uh, I think it's a dead daughter uh, husband and wife around the same era I believe um, they have a dead daughter I think they're trying to maybe the wife is convinced that she's a ghost in the house or something and then like at the very last moment it's revealed that Yes, the ghost is actually a thing. I think you're thinking of um, Audrey Rose? Nope. Uh, Definitely not Audrey Rose. Okay. But it's okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds very Audrey Rose to yeah. me. All right. Uh, that's all I'm looking at this week. Jay, what do you got? Well, I haven't been here for a while, so here I'll blast through this real quick. Uh, Vampire's Kiss, Nicolas Cage, <laughs> ni- 1988. <laughs> Woo! This was not good. Um, a, B, C, D. <laughs> I mean, it's fine for what it is. Um, I thought it was. I, I thought it was going to be a. I thought it was going to be a comedy, and this is. Is it not? While well, it is. I thought it was going to be a different type of comedy. Okay. It it's a it's a very dark comedy. It is bananas. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it, watching him be a vampire underneath, just like using a sofa as yeah, like uh, as his, his coffin. coffin, is yes. hilarious. Uh, choose or die. I'd never seen that. Uh, that wasn't bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, I it was, liked, fu- it was I liked fine. What they did with the uh, video distortion and the rewind and all that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, was, it was decent. Um, Hard Rock Zombies. Thanks to you loaning it to me. What'd you think? Uh, it's about a four out of ten. <laughs> that's that's better than anything I could hope. For. You know the best part of the of that whole movie? Huh? Their songs. Not bad, right? It's pretty Not good jams. Too shabby, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the love ballad, especially. Um, yeah, I like that, and I like. Uh, I mean, it, obviously, it just goes completely off the rails. Yeah, with totally. Hitler and oh, all the other boy. nonsense. Man, but. does it go crazy! <laughs> like you were right, it really has everything. Whatever in there. you want, it's in there. Uh, the long night. Oh, the that, home invasion. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, that was good. I liked it. I liked that. I gave that a 6 out of 10. Sure. Um, that's kind of in my wheelhouse, though. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched Waterworld. Why? I wanted to remember if I liked it or if it was as bad as everybody claimed. And my only real... I actually enjoyed it. The, my only complaint with that movie, and I think this is why I hate Blue Velvet so much, I just don't like Dennis uh, Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Because okay. Dennis Hopper is Dennis Hopper in every movie. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he's the same dude in Speed. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he is Dennis Hopper. He's the guy from Easy Rider. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know why that movie flopped as bad as it did. I don't know if it was because it was just so elaborate in the budgeting. The budget was And then bananas. it just didn't, re, you know, recoup yeah. its losses. It could be. Because uh, it's not terrible it's not by the, any no. stretch. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. That, that that is a good movie. Oh, you haven't heard of that? No, it sounds familiar. Uh, It's a new A twenty four flick. Um, it's a a multiverse type movie. Oh boy, it's it's good. Okay, this is what like a Doctor Strange should be. This is a a really good movie. All right, Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Sure, (laughs) that's fabulous. Sure, (laughs) I rewatched Prince of Darkness. It had been a very long time since I've seen that. That is probably, to this day, my favorite John Carpenter movie. Uh, I rated it decently, a 6 out of 10. Um, 
It's a little bonkers at times. There's a lot that doesn't make sense. There is a lot going on. There is. Um, but it has, <laughs> it's got a lot that I really like. Um, and I can't think of a single thing other than Donald Pleasance right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. North by Northwest. I had never seen that. That was okay. actually really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, love at first bite. <laughs> George Hamilton. George is Hamilton. Right? 1979. Yeah, so what Sarah and I are trying to, what we're trying to do is build up our, this is the 31 for 31 that we're going to do in okay. October. Okay. And we definitely want some lighthearted vampire movies in sure. there. Um, that's why we just got through watching uh, Once Bitten not too long ago. That's the Jim Carrey one. The Jim right? Carrey okay. one, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the accursed, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the best thing I've watched in a very long time that nobody else will like, even though it's rated insanely good, it's called R. Evil Dead 2. Oh, no. (laughs) R, R, R. You can find it on Netflix. It is not a horror movie. Okay. It is a Hindi movie. You have to read the majority of this movie. It is batshit crazy. It's three hours long. It's everything you think about it like an an Indian movie or like a Bollywood type movie, mm-hmm. choreographed dance scene included. But it is bonkers. It is visually stunning. It's a great story. I mean, I cannot blow this thing hard enough. <laughs> it is at I had seen it mentioned on a YouTube video, was completely captivated with what everybody was saying, and it met every expectation wow. that they put in my brain Alrighty, man this movie's good and it is fucking nuts all righty please watch it r i think it's uh rise roar revolt all righty is what that stands for sounds amazing it's whatever it is. fabulous beautiful i enjoyed all three hours of it <laughs> i don't know that i have the staying power for three hours anymore jay maybe i can break it up into like 14-minute segments <laughs> oh, wow. over the course of five weeks. So much happens every 14 minutes, so it's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do some immersion therapy, amigo. <laughs> immersion therapy. The Accursed from 2021. Uh, this I'm I'm rapidly growing a disdain for movies that pick up in the middle. You know what I mean? When you start off with this big prescript of shit that we just have to accept happened and hope that we understand. I got to be movie. honest. I don't know what in the fuck happened with this movie. Boring like, as fuck all. Like. Egyptians. I was real. I was interested in. I liked the start. Um, I liked some gypsy curse movies. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I dig me some thinner. You know. We didn't really go there. Yeah, but it's you know yeah, I mean, you got the like gypsy type. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of just like curses and and gypsies always help anything. Uh, but man, I, I got so confused by this movie. It was rough, dude. And, um, or, okay. dra- or drag me to hell. There's one for you. Sure. Gypsy curse. That one actually at least made sense. Sure. This one, not so much. 
three sisters, uh, two of them killed one, and then the other one enacted a curse from the grave uh, involving the son's wife. And uh, from dude, the amount of plastic surgery. <laughs> Good fucking lord. With these, I get it. You got a bunch of uh, middle-aged actresses in there. But there was one chick. She was just a background player. She could not come out of a smile. You could punch her square in the gunt. And she would just, uh, uh. Dude, I can't. I can't even. I was I, Honestly, I was just very confused by it. Um, but it, it didn't help that... It just didn't hold my interest. Not at all. So it was easy for me to lose track of what I was exactly watching. Um, the vines were <laughs> the C- the CGI on the vine gag, and like the the cuts on the chick's leg as she was being wrapped in the vines. Sure. Come on, man! It's it's twenty twenty two. Yeah. You're going to tell me you can't come up with some fake vines to wrap around a chick's legs? I can do that with my camera. Um, I had a bigger issue, bigger issue with the audio. Like the audio just seemed like garbage. The dubbing was dog shit. It's and it's it just seemed like uh, the mic was twenty feet away from everybody. Well, it seemed to me like it was almost Italian esque, and like they were speaking English, but they were dubbing their voice anyway for some goddamn reason. Because like the mouths matched the words, it was just off in a weird way. So it was every third actor speaking English, and we just didn't quite. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I don't man. know. It, was um, it was rough. It was a rough it, it, watch. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, Skip it. Really hard for me to say whether I liked it more or less than Evil Dead Two. Oh, stop it right now, <laughs> sir! I think I rated them the same. Oh, how dare you! It it falls for me into that category of movies that I will completely forget in fourteen minutes after they're over. Yeah, or after I'm done talking about it. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be is going to be Incantation from 2022. Uh, this one is on Netflix. It's directed by Kevin Co. Stars a bunch of people whose names I cannot pronounce. Looks like it's Korean. Some kind of a found footage situation. Um, haunted house looks like I don't know. Uh, check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. In the meantime, it's time to educate Darian or Monica. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a lonely door-to-door salesman. Uh, I've been given a bizarre stretch of territory to canvas here. It's a weird southern Nevada, possibly southern California stretch of desert with just a bunch of gross hotels and trailer parks. Uh, Nobody's answering their doors. I don't think there's any even anybody alive out here. How am I going to sell anything to anybody? And by the way, somebody keeps paging me and leaving me disgusting messages. I think I'm being accused of a child sex crime. Uh, I hope I can make it through to my kid's birthday back in L.A. I am, of course, Sam Was Here. Have you ever seen Sam Was Here, Jay? Nope. Interesting movie. Um, 
I don't know that I call it a horror movie now that I think about it. Well, I guess it has to be because there is blood. But uh, <laughs> very eerie, very atmospheric, um, very lonely in a weird way because you can't help but feel for this guy. He just wants to get back to his kid's birthday party on time. But uh, everybody's accusing him of sex crimes or something like that. And, of course, it ends in bloodshed, as it is wont to do. Uh, check that shit out, inmates. It's on Shudder, if you, I've piqued your curiosity. In the meantime, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, my parents have both been killed in a car accident, and motherfucker, I've been sent to live with my pretentious asshole cousins. I gotta now deal with these dickbags. Good news, I found a heavy metal dude at my high school to hang with, because I'm a metal guy myself. Uh, I think we should start a band, and I think we should uh, possibly spy on one of the local guys who may or may not be a member of another, like, more prestigious metal band, and maybe we can get some tips or ideas from him for our metal band. It's going to be kick-ass. I really hope he hasn't made some kind of a deal with the devil, and uh, I should probably also not steal his music and try to play it backwards, because that's going to fuck a bunch of shit up. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I will clue you in. I will drop some knowledge on you. In the meantime, inmates, I think that's about going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us for a very long episode of the Padded Room Podcast. <laughs> Sorry. A very um, debateful episode of the Padded Room Podcast, as we are wont to have whenever Jason is in the house. Um, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Join us next week for Army of Darkness. We are going to continue the saga of Ashley J. Williams here in the padded room throughout the month of July. Uh, Tom Hardy, I believe, just upped his Patreon donation. That gives him control of the month of September here in the padded room. Tom Hardy, let me know if you want another coffee mug t-shirt. Obviously, September is yours. Tell us what you want us to do for that month. Uh, in the meantime, for Buddy and Absentia, Monica and Absentia, a very tired Jason Harrell, um, Deadites, Necronomicons, Nacheron Demontas, whatever that even fucking means. Type of nacho, I think. That too. It sounds some kind of a Mexican appetizer, I'm sure of it. Um, vampires, be them cheeky, bloody, horny, or otherwise uh, trying to get in your pants or get you to do something you don't want to do. And the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, everybody.